What's going on, guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Today, we're taking a look at the draft decision between Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, and Drake London. That's how they're ordered. If you look at aggregate ADPs, it's obviously going to change wildly site to site. But if you just average all the sites together, that's how they're ordered. But they're all very, very, very close in the projections. And they go in a range where we are typically looking at the wider receiver position. So it's very likely that many of you are going to come down to these three, have to decide between them. And so I think we need to break them down. So first up, we've got Terry McLaurin. He'll be entering his fifth season in the NFL. So you would think that he's younger than he is, but he was like a historically old rookie. You don't get much older than he at the uh, the wide receiver position, especially. But he'll be turning 28 years old in September. Um that doesn't matter, like age isn't actually a concern for McLaurin, uh, but it'll be an interesting thing we look at when we kind of compare him to Jerry Jude. But yeah, entering his fifth year, uh, turning 28 in September. Over the last three years, he's been an extremely consistent wide receiver. He's commanded between 120 and 134 targets in each season. He's finished 10th, 34th, and 22nd in half PPR points per game. And I think that's the biggest criticism that many people have with Terry McLaurin. He's been amazing. I don't think you're going to find someone that's going to argue that he's not a good wide receiver. And if they are arguing that, they're just wrong, right? He is an incredible wide receiver. That is a fact. But his quarterbacks have been so bad that even though he's been great, he's maxed out as the wide receiver 20 in points per game. And if we look ahead to this season... It is definitely possible we see more of the same. If you remember back to the video where I talked about Dotson, though, I have a little bit of optimism that the quarterback play for the Commanders won't be as trash this season. Nobody has optimism that it's going to be elite, right? That's not going to happen. But I have optimism that it won't be horrendous. Jacoby Brissett is actually a pretty decent quarterback for fantasy production. And we saw Amari Cooper have the best season of his career while he was playing with Brissett. And then his numbers took a little bit of a hit when they switched to Watson. But he was doing really well with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And if Jacoby isn't the quarterback, it's because Sam Howell was better and beat him out. So you would think that he's either getting Brissett, which is fine, or someone better. Uh, and I actually think that it could help Terry McLaurin a little bit if Dotson is as good as I think he is. And some people kind of ask me, they're like, okay, you like Dotson so much, that means you don't like Terry McLaurin. I don't think that's the case. Um, obviously, it's not a good thing if Dotson were to go out there and be incredible and command 150 targets. Let's say, like, that would be bad for Terry McLaurin. But if he's just a really, really talented wide receiver, he's going to stop teams from, you know, just like hyper focusing on Terry McLaurin. And he's going to be someone that defenses really need to game plan for uh, in a way that hasn't really happened in the past. In the past, it's really just been Terry McLaurin. And so defenses look at that and they're like, well, they have no run game. They have no real weapons besides Terry McLaurin. It's easy to have bracket coverage, have double teams. It's just easy to kind of stop him, especially when you're not really, um, you're not really scared of the quarterbacks. You know, you can be a little bit more aggressive. And so if that happens this season, if all of these things happen, then McLaurin could have you know relatively high ceiling this season but that's sort of where my optimism uh kind of begins to end and the more realistic side of my brain really starts to win out uh there are a lot of things that need to go right at the end of the day um 
all of these things need to happen for us to hit this ceiling for Terry McLaurin. And even if they do, let's say all of these things occur, the quarterback play is better. Uh, Dotson's really good, but not good enough to like still be their number one. So he's, you know, taking defensive focus away from Terry McLaurin, but not enough to really impact McLaurin's numbers. McLaurin is still a really good player. The offense overall gets better. Um, all of these things happen, right? I still am not sure that Terry McLaurin finishes as a wide receiver one in fantasy. And despite there being some outs to that elite production, that elite production might be high in wide receiver two. And since there's also a pretty decent chance that those things don't happen, right? We don't see improved quarterback play. We still see defenses focusing on Terry McLaurin as the number one. We don't see this elevated offense with the new offensive coordinator. It's pretty likely we're going to see another season with Terry McLaurin as a low-end wide receiver too, which is still great, right? I mean, that is still awesome production. He will return value at ADP, but it's not, you know, league-winning value, and it's not what we're hoping for. We're drafting someone as, you know, roughly the 20th wide receiver up boards. We don't want them to finish 20th. We want them to finish, you know, 15th, 12th, 8th at the position. That would be really good to be a return on investment. That's how you win leagues, not by drafting everyone that's going to return value where you got them. And one risk that is there now that I sort of alluded to before that wasn't there in the past is Dotson, right? I mean, he was incredible as a rookie. And while I don't think there's a huge chance that he overtakes Terry McLaurin as the leading wide receiver, it is still possible that because he played so well in year one, if he improves into year two, they're like equally as valuable. And the odds that we have two wide receivers both finishing inside the top 20 on the commanders is relatively low. So honestly, I think the most likely outcome is that we get another year of wide receiver two production, like low end wide receiver production from Terry McLaurin, which makes him a very safe pick, a very good pick, a pick that is not going to lose your league, but one that has a relatively low chance of finishing as a top 10 wide receiver. Moving on to Jerry Judy, where I honestly have just a little bit more optimism. Judy will be entering his fourth season in the NFL. So remember, I was saying in the past, McLaurin entering his fifth year in the NFL, turning 28. Judy entering his fourth season in the NFL. He's going to be 24 all season. McLaurin was 24 in his rookie season. And that's a fact I kind of lean on sometimes when trying to predict breakouts. And it's why I hold on to a lot of optimism with someone like Elijah Moore this season. Judy will be the same age this season in his fourth year in the NFL as McLaurin was as a rookie. And so maybe we shouldn't really like attack Jerry Judy for not breaking out yet, right? He's still very, very young. He has had really, really good production at a very young age. And honestly, I think this lack of production is a tad bit overblown uh, and I've definitely fallen victim to just like box score watching with Judy at times you know just looking at the season long numbers being like well you know if you look at his first three years he's really been a bust in all three years but if we look back to last season like Denver was an absolute embarrassment on offense and yet he still finished with 67 receptions 972 yards and six touchdowns through 15 weeks which had him placed 20th in half PPR points per game but if you look a little bit closer, you notice that he was injured after one snap in week 10. He was limited in that first game back in week 
12. Uh, he was also limited to just 10 snaps in week two of the sternum injury. And so you've got three games where he played one, 10, and 20 snaps due to injury. And that's factoring into him being 20th in points per game, which, if you remember, is still McLaurin's best output thus far in his career. But if you remove these games where he left due to injury or was limited coming back from the injury, he was 10th in points per game. Look at all the games where he was healthy. He was the wide receiver 10 in half PPR points per game just behind Amon or St. Brown. And again, that was kind of in like a worst case scenario outcome for the Denver offense. They were last. They were 32nd in scoring last year. They're probably not going to do that again this year. And so if we are thinking about floor and ceiling outcomes, McLaurin is obviously just inarguably a better wide receiver, at least given what we have seen thus far in each of their careers. But Judy just saw pretty much the worst case outcome for his offense, for the offense that he's been on. And on a per game basis, even including games where he played like one snap and then got injured, he was still producing as a low end wide receiver too, which kind of feels like the most likely outcome for McLaurin. And so if we're looking at a low-end outcome for Judy being the likely outcome for McLaurin, but Judy obviously has top to wide receivers range of outcomes. That's what he was last year when he was healthy on a bad offense. I mean, you add in Sean Payton, you add in a chance this offense really gets elevated. He has upside. He's a lot more upside. He's got pretty much the same floor as Terry McLaurin. Denver could definitely be a league average offense this season. And even if they're not... I still feel pretty okay about the floor for Jerry Judy. And so if the ceiling's higher and I still feel good about the floor, that makes him a better pick. And so I'm going to go against ADP and I'm going to say Judy over McLaurin. The third wide receiver in the breakdown is Drake London, though. And you all know how much I like the Falcons offense this season. So London was taken eighth overall last year and he finished with 72 receptions. 866 yards and four touchdowns that's a really really strong rookie season and the underlying metrics are honestly even more impressive he posted elite success rates versus man zone press coverage he posted very very strong success rates on all of the routes that he ran at a very high rate he had some routes that he ran like one percent of the time that he didn't have an amazing success rate on that's kind of randomness to a degree, but it's also routes are just not asking him to run. If you look at his five most common routes last season, he ran every single one of them at a well above average success rate. He is a phenomenal wide receiver. I have all the confidence in the world that he is going to be an elite X wide receiver for years. And his only question is quarterback play. But while everyone jumps in there and says, well, the quarterback play is going to be bad and so he can't produce... I just don't see how people are coming to that conclusion. I don't believe that much in Desmond Ritter. I don't think he's going to be an amazing quarterback. But the only evidence we have thus far is four starts from Desmond Ritter. And if you look at London's season-long pace in those weeks, it was 106 receptions for over 1,400 yards. And so I understand you can't extrapolate a four-game sample, but my point is that the only evidence we have thus far is that he does have really high upside with Ritter. We don't know. What'll happen when you add in Bijan, when you add in Kyle Pitts? But I think in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, but they were 15th in points per game last season. And so if everyone's criticism is that he can't be good because the offense is bad, because Ritter is bad, it's like our only evidence is that he was good 
when Ritter was quarterback. And then you're saying, oh, well, they're going to have all these other weapons. It's like, okay, then why do you think the offense will be so bad? If they were 15th in points per game last season and they had, what, Mariota for 13 weeks being atrocious, they had London as a rookie, they had Pitts hurt, they didn't have Bijan, why do you think they're going to be significantly worse on offense? If anything, you should be like, oh, my goodness, if they were average last year, are they not obviously going to be above average this year? And if everyone thinks they're going to be bad, but the odds are they're going to be good, doesn't that make everyone on Atlanta a very, very good pick? So ultimately, I think it comes down to Judy versus London. I do think McLaurin should be last on this list. And if we look at my projections, it basically comes down to what do you think of Denver? Do you think Denver will go from 32nd in scoring into the top 20? If I project them for 21st in scoring, Judy does grade out as a better play. If I drop them further than that, they're 23rd, 24th, 25th in scoring. Well, then London is now the better play. So it really just comes down to what do you think of Sean Payton? Do you think Sean Payton really turns things around for this offense? And if that is the case, I think you got to go Judy London than McLaurin but if you're like I don't know you don't see enough evidence to where they're going to improve by a lot maybe they improve but they're you know 24th or 25th in scoring and you just don't believe in this Denver offense I would say in, in that scenario I would take London first because I just think they're going to be a better offense I think that's much more stable he also is in arguably the better wide receiver like if we're talking about talent for these wide receivers given what we've seen thus far in their careers I would say it's probably McLaurin, then London, then Judy. It's just that the situations really do matter in fantasy. McLaurin, by a good amount, is in the worst spot, and he also has the most competition for targets when we're looking at how good Jahan Dotson is. And so I think he's got to be down there. The ceiling is just not high enough. A really good year from him is probably the wide receiver 15, but you could see a top 10 season for London, for Judy. In my opinion, I do think that Denver is going to have a much better year than they had last season. So I'm going to rank it Judy, then London, then McLaurin. So that is how I would rank these three. If you want to see my other rankings for all the positions, all the different scoring formats, you can see that on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. And if you want to see my rankings for free, all you got to do is sign up for your first underdog account today using promo code FFA and make at least a $10 deposit. That is it. You get all my rankings for free and then all my underdog content as well for free. So I'll be back tomorrow with another top five video, Saturday to look at ADPs, how they're moving over the last two weeks, and then Sunday with another underdog video. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, hop on the like button, hop on subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.